with the 12th pick in the inaugural Packers Without Borders fantasy draft. Picking number 12 is Wheelan and Dylan. Ah, it's good for not being there, Stead. With the 11th pick, Bruce has got Packers with Borders contestant. Brew City Brawlers with the 11th pick. All right, so what are we on? The 11th? No, no. The, tw- the 10th ten, pick. 10, 10. But the 10th pick of the, I'm the guy Without Borders draft <laughs> is going to... Sheffield Fox 33. Sheffield Ooh, Fox 33. Emmy. Emmy. That's a good spot. With the ninth pick in the first annual Packers Without Borders Fantasy Football League... Picking number nine. Reno. <laughs> what is it? Knockdowns. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Read it. Read it. it. Read 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 it. Okay. I'm going to yeah. be With editing this until Christmas. In the annual draft <laughs> of the Packers Without Borders podcast is... Bring the Woodson. Who's that? Hey, I love it. Yeah. I love I like it. That I'm name. I like I'm that name. I like that name to end up in last place. With the seventh pick in the Packers Without Borders draft is the Bruce Edmonds. Actually... It's oh, oh Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> seven. I'm fucking seven. With the number six pick in the inaugural Packers Without Borders fantasy football draft, I present Bruce Edmonds. Team Magic Man. Oh, Mick. He's oh. going to vomit all over this league. With the number five pick in the Packers Without Borders fantasy draft, it is Daddy Soros Rex. Daddy Soros Rex, the grill master. So with the fourth pick in the Packers Without Borders draft is. There he is. Oh, Brucey. One kind fucking line. With the third pick. Third overall, third time's a charm. In this year's first inaugural Practice Without Borders draft, we've got the Acme Army. Eric with the Acme Army. With the second pick in the Packers Without Borders draft, it is. Oh, phew. Playing, <laughs> Playing dirty. dirty. This is Kristen from Nebraska. You're listening to Packers Without Borders. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your very humble and good-looking oh. host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas. Bruce Edmonds, how you doing, Bruce? I'm in a lot of trouble, bro. But <laughs> Bruce is having a, an evening. This is happening in the evening. So we did the draft a little uh, earlier this evening, uh, Bruce, and uh, you pulled a dozen names out of a cheese head, and uh, we randomly selected 
the order. Do you have that order? Do you want to let's go through that order? Yeah, you, you do that for me, please, because at this point I have no notes, no nothing. Nothing. Okay. So I have no idea, Matt, what the order is at this point, but uh, I know you took notes. Okay. So number 12, yeah. Wheel, Wheelan and Dylan. Number 11, Brew City Brawlers. Number 10, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Team Sheffield Foxy Tam, did 33. Did you say Tam? Did you say I said Tam. I said oh, Tam. Holy shit. Oh, I can't that's drink. Get, that's what you get for betting Kristen. Edible oh. versus not. And she didn't, she was sipping that shit. You know yeah. what? Kristen, I'm calling you out because Matt and I are fucked up and you were normal as shit because No, no, she was slurring. She was slurring, but she was taking little baby sips, like, oh, oh, that's a shot. And it's like, that's not a shot. That's not a shot. Well, maybe, it doesn't work. Maybe she was drinking straight vodka, so we're okay. All right. So straight out of the faucet. Yeah. Number nine, Ben DeCurt, like Beckham. Now I want to Who's stop that? at number. Who's that? Who's that? It's some good-looking guy that co-hosts this thing. With long hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just beautiful long hair. Are you kidding? Oh my God. There's almost nothing there. That's how long you. That's how. Nine's okay. Nine's okay, brother. Nine's okay. That's how you can tell how long you've been in a relationship, right? Is how long, how far the hand goes on the head. So at the beginning, it's like this: How long you've been in? Oh, two years, right? And then how long you've been in? Oh, I've been in six years. How long you've been in? Right? Nineteen fucking years. Oh, how far goes that? So number, nine, so number nine is where I start thinking about taking Travis Kelsey, just so you know. No, I'm, and, you know, I was thinking of Travis Kelsey, and I was also thinking, do I try and grab maybe the best wide receiver, grab Devontae Adams right off the hop? Because the next time I pick, there's still be another tight end out there that will produce pretty good for me. Yeah, well, you need to get one of the top three, which is Kittle, Kelsey, Tanya. And Waller. Tanya, you can probably get in the fifth, but remember, this is a Packer pod, so they're going to reach for Packer players. So if you want a Packer player on your fucking team, you're going to have to reach. And Adams is a, is a perfect pick at nine, and usually it's Adams or Kelsey. I would go Adams just because I want to have a Packer on my team at that point. Yeah, I mean, you want to – like some of the best advice I've ever had is, is you want to pick players – from teams that are going to go to the playoffs. That means they're scoring a lot more points. That means they're doing well, right? There's more plays, more points. That's what it is, dude. Exactly. exactly. More plays, more points. So I do want to get a Packer on there, and Devontae would be a great one. Now, at the same time, Randall Cobb, I think, is going to have fairly similar similar numbers to uh, Devontae simply because I don't think Devontae can do the full 17 games without having to miss a game or two. Agreed. And and I think Randall is going to be able to play that slot like it's never been played in Lafleur's offense before, and he's going to easily break a thousand yards and quite possibly ten touchdowns. It is but, seventeen games. But you also remember when Cobb was on the team, brother. The problem with Cobb was the reason we got rid of him is he wasn't finishing any seasons. He was getting hurt during the season. True, true. But we were also re-signing Devonte at the same time, and the answer was yeah. keep Cobb. And not pay Devante or pay Devante. That's true. Good. And now here we are right now in Devante's final year. And it's like, well. And Cobb's final year. Yeah. And, and you know, they say Super Bowl or bust. And it kind of has to be because we don't have the cap space for half these guys next year. 
We just that's don't. the problem. That's the problem. And, and, Rogers, and Aaron, Aaron, Rogers, isn't, Aaron, Aaron is saying it. He's straight up saying it's Super Bowl or bust. So that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can get it done. I think that uh, Eric Stokes and uh, uh, look at your uh, eyes light Slayton. up. Like they, oh, there's yeah. a twinkle in your eye. Eric Stokes is my guy. This is a dog. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch him and Jair are gonna start to fight each other for who's the top. Now Jair's gonna come out, but I think Stokes is gonna be a very close second. How many I games think- is it gonna take Stokes to actually get into his groove? Do you really think it's gonna happen this year? I don't think Do you so. You notice but- how much they've been playing him. They don't need to play him because they know no. what they have. They know what they have. Agreed. They know what they have. He's ready to go. Agreed. He is 100% ready to go. He's been going up against Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers all camp. He is ready to go. That is sharpened yeah. steel. Kevin King's out there. I mean, I like me shing, some Kevin King. Shing, shing, but he is not. He is not shing, Eric Stokes. Eric shing, Stokes is going to run shing. circles around him. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Number eight, bring the Woodson. Number seven. Charles Woodson. You know what? Great reference, brother. That yeah, I like that. Good name. Number seven, the Uranus Penetrators. Jeremy, Jeremy Retz. He's going to change his name to something he said, apparently. I don't Yeah, would he say the that. Waiver Wire Boys or something like that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that guy's going to be in last place. Number oh, number six, Team Magic Man. Okay, that's Mick. Mick. He's, he's going to uh, vomit he, on the league. He's going to vomit all over this league. Number five, and this is where I think actually these picks – aren't as good, you know, because like I was saying earlier, once you get to, you know, these top five, you pick sure in the top five, but it's like another 12 or 15 before you pick again. There's a huge number. Like when we were talking to the number one guy, we were telling him, listen, you pick, and then you have to wait for 23 other players to be picked before you get to pick again. So, so choose wisely. The guy you might take might be your best guy. And I've been in leagues where guy it has no choice yeah but i mean you won't get anybody else that's remotely close to that level right no and that that's the thing with fantasy man is when you pick in the first your first round pick has to be your home run and when you're picking one that dude can't miss games or if he's going to miss games you need to be very smart about how you're going to play the white waiver wire until he gets back because guess what? You're going to have to do spot starts on that until he gets back because top five picks is you're waiting a while. So you better be very smart about who you're picking. Number five, Daddy Soros Rex, Alex Brown, Daddy Soros Rex. Number four, who's that, who's that number four again? Wine Kain Pakalais. That's you, buddy. That's you. you. You're number four. Ooh. 37% of the time. 37% of the time. My stuff works most 37%. of the 37% of the time. Most of the time. Yep. Number three, the Acme Army. Eric and the Acme Army. Number two, play it dirty. And that leaves the one and only team Josh in Nebraska. Josh has got the heavy lies the crown, my friend. I suggest that uh, maybe you uh, take it a look. He is a rookie, of course, so he's never done this before. And like, I, I, I don't want to sway him in any direction because, of course, I want to win. At the same time, it's tough to pick number one because, like I said, you're going to pick this guy and then you're going to watch 23 other players go before you get to pick again. He's got a mock. He's got a yeah. mock like a mother and actually pay some attention to those mock drafts to see what's there and actually pay attention what's at the back end of the, of the second round 
because he's got back to back so he can get easily three top 24 players but you need to be right on one of those to make sure that one of those hits that top 12 status right or if you know when i won when i won the only time i won in fantasy football i went 11th and i like 11 because i got to see what the trend was oh there was a run on running backs i said forget it i'm going to grab the two top wide receivers in the league here with my almost back-to-back picks mm-hmm. right and i and i locked in my wide receivers back. you went zero running back is what you did well i just I, I yeah i watched 10 other top 10 i watched all top 10 running backs go mm-hmm. and i thought why would i grab a, a number 11 Nick or 12 Dubber. running back or, you know, somebody who's just going to do a thing or yeah. yeah, I just said, forget it. And I took the two top wide receivers in the league and locked in my wide receiver core. And thankfully they both went off. And I mean, I had huge numbers from them every single week. So there's advantage to that locking in a position with two top picks, right? At the same time, what do you go first? What do you, what are you going to pick first? Bruce? What are you thinking? So if you were Josh, this if is you were strategy. Josh, don't this tell me, don't tell me who you're yeah. going to pick at, uh, at, uh, at uh, four. Tell me if you were number one, who would you pick? CMC, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And why is that? Because you have a, a workhorse back who's one, two, three in the downs, right? You have the running and the pass catching ability, especially in the PPR league, which is what we're playing. So, I mean, you think about 10 how long does it take a running back to get 10 yards versus one catch for whatever it is? So the value of a reception in a, which is why Dalvin cook and you've got um, CMC obviously. And that's why I have Aaron Jones at three, because that dude's going to catch 60 passes. I'm positive that he's going to catch at least 60 passes, 60 passes for what? Probably 500 yards yeah two three touchdowns is a that's why we paid him the money we paid him we didn't pay him as a running back we paid aaron jones as a running back slash wide receiver at some point because they scheme him to play as a wide receiver and maybe with cobb that might change a little bit and they might rest his legs a little bit with dylan and you've got it that over the last since Aaron Jones has been with the Packers, it's a 55 45 split in terms of touches. He's still going to get his 15 to 18 touches a game, but six of those touches, let's say four to six touches a game are going to be catches. So you guarantee yourself four points plus whatever he does on that. And you're talking about the touchdowns on receptions and those types of things. That's why Derrick Henry for me is lower than Aaron Jones on this, even though Derek Henry's an animal and they don't utilize him. And where did here is the kicker to why I think Aaron Jones trumps Derek Henry, Matt LaFleur came from the Tennessee Titans. When Derek Henry flourished, Matt LaFleur was with the Titans and now he's over with the Packers so, and that's why I also feel there's some value with Dylan. So regardless of our league, if you're in another league and you pick up Aaron Jones, 
what I'm going to try to do is handcuff him number one with Dylan whenever I can possibly handcuff him. Right. Cause I'm going to reach for Dylan because you're getting 45% of a share in the number one offense in the league. And if Jones goes down, which is possible because he gets hurt, right? Like that's the one knock on Aaron Jones is his injury history. And I saw it at UTEP when I saw him play, the dude is dynamic. He takes care of his body. He cuts sugars. He's done everything right. But even if he's healthy, I have a feeling they're not going to workhorse him in any possible way because they want him. We, we know we're making the playoffs. Yeah. So fantasy football is not about the playoffs. It's about the regular season. Yeah. And with 17 games, he's probably going to get less touches. It's still going to be 15 to 18. It'll be a couple catches, probably 12 to 15 carries, maybe four to six catches. But because of that, I, I, that's why I have Derrick Henry less or lower than the consensus of what everybody talks about, because I have a feeling that they're going to conserve him, but still you've got catches and it's not me being a Homer when it comes to fantasy football. I try not to be a Homer, but at the same time, because I'm a Packer fan, I'm always going to reach for a Packer dude. Like what you're talking yeah. about. It Kelsey or Adams. Of course it's going to be Adams. Cause you want Adams on your fucking team. The number one wide receiver in the league. Dude, perfect timing because I just did a Jeopardy question and then you just walked in and said that. <laughs> what was the Jeopardy question? <laughs> the Jeopardy question was which team has a tendency to pick starting offensive linemen from the fifth to the seventh round? Oh. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> That's damn straight. The Green Bay Packers. So you're 53 with JJ's 53. They're almost identical, right? Except for Kurt. Kurt, uh, he's got him on the practice squad, and you you think he's going to be locked in at three? It's super tight, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a concern because they rarely keep three quarterbacks, to be honest with you. I mean, that's that was a heart decision, not a let me beat JJ decision. Um, and I took gains off to put in Benkert. And I really thought because of how Gaines showed, they're going to use him for special teams. But there had to be some I, – I, I can't do my boy my boy wrong. I can't. I, I've got to have Benkert on my 53. And the only reason I did that is I genuinely believe that even though Kurt was not a showstopper uh, – the next coming of whatever it was at quarterback, I truly felt that he was not going to clear waivers to make it to the practice squad or somebody who's going to sign him off of our. That's what I think too. Squad. That's what I think too. I don't think he, I don't think he stays long That's enough. Really I don't think so. And that was the issue. So I said, they're going to have to sign him with all the people on the pup and IR, at least from a 53 standpoint when teams are making decisions, they're going to put them on there because I think Gaines will not make another one's team and can make it to the practice squad. And I think Kurt will not make the practice squad and will be signed as a third QB somewhere else. Yeah. The Packers have a tendency to not sign three QBs, but he's not going to make it to the practice squad because the dude is on top of the fact that the Packers talk a lot about chemistry and who's in the locker room. And that's why I just, that was the one thing that I really had to like sit and like, all right. And I said, screw it, dude. 
I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to go with Kurt. But behind that was, is it Gaines or is it Kurt? And I think Gaines can make the practice squad. And I think Kurt as a quarterback, which is more valuable, would not have made the 53 or not made the, the practice squad and he would have been gone. So I think he, they're going to sign him to the 53, at least to start off the season. Just like you're saying with Stokes and King, it's kind of that same philosophy of it's not who's better prepared at this point, but who do we think is going to be better for the team long run? I completely agree. I think they hand out that number three spot this year. I think that they keep Kurt because, I mean – not for nothing. It's 17 games. And exactly. And there's Rogers. been a there's been a few times where Rogers has not gotten back up. And if he goes down, okay, we've got love, but we need somebody sitting behind love. And Kurt looks like he's the guy who will just go out there and fucking sling it. And sometimes that's all you need is that's the guy that will go out there and sling it. So right. if, 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 and I think that, Maybe they do that. At the same time, they've been stressing special teams, and special teams only looks maybe 2% better. It doesn't look any better. So I think Black is the dude for special teams that they're keeping that would not have been kept. Well, and they just they just signed another, they just signed another DB today. Yeah. So I I think that they're fishing for that chemistry on special teams. And I think that's what might make Kurt go to the practice squad. Now there's been 10 trades in the NFL and the Packers have been involved in four of them. So I'm going to go with maybe Kurt gets traded. Well, but you know what? They get value for it. Then if he's on the 53, they get value, which apparently is something they'd like to do now that they haven't done in the past. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, what's interesting to me is uh, Mason Crosby. How many points do you think Mason Crosby has all time? What? How many points? How many points do you think Mason Crosby has all time? Points, Mason Crosby. In terms of just like overall points for the Packers? Yeah. Points registered on the board. So, how many years has he been playing? Oh, since what, 2009? 11, 3. I'm going to calculate this. 9 times 16. Is 90, 130 times 10. I'm going to say 1,460 points. Oh, 1,682. He's been playing since 2007. 1,682. You gave me two years of bullshit. You yeah, lied. well, 1,682. 1,682. Isn't that impressive? That's impressive. I wonder how he ranks. Like all time, why are we not? Remember, they would speak of Adam Vinatieri, and they would, ooh, Adam Vinatieri. Oh my God, oh, Vinatieri, Packers, this, Vinatieri, this. Packers. Mason Crosby is putting up some serious freaking numbers. He is money you know Mason. You know why? And my wife is the epitome of that. You remember that game where he missed four field goals and we lost? Yeah. My wife, every time he steps up to kick, she's like, "Oh my God." He's going to fucking miss it. I'm like, no, that was just like an anomaly year. That one year he had. He had the dips. He had the dips. That's it. And because of that, and the fact that he's a Packer, and the Packers either get too much love or too much hate, which I don't care about anymore. But because of that, I think he's not talked about in the same light as Vinatieri or, oh, God, dude, there's so many good kickers up. 
dude, holy shit. What was the dude's name from the fucking Raiders that it's like 970? Oh, 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 yeah. Um, Jankowski. Jankowski, that's it. That yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Like, that dude I, he has a bionic yeah. leg. He's like yeah. 76 years old with a bionic leg. Yeah. But yeah. because he's on the Packers, I have a feeling, you know, he'll be on the, he'll be a Packer Hall of Famer, obviously. But there, there's a tendency, look, look at the Hall of Fame voting and those types of things and people that we know should be in the Hall of Fame that, that are Packers because of the history of the Packers. And there's a little bit of bias with that, I think, with the media and the media votes for these things. And there's a little bit of an issue with that, which is why he's not even talked about, about one of the greatest kickers of all time. And that dude, you talk about his wife and what he's lived through and the type of person he is and everything on top of the fact that he's as consistent as they come. We've never talked about kickers and Mason Crosby is absolutely the epitome of special teams, automatic. Don't worry about it. If it's inside 50 yards, you know, it's good outside yeah. of 50. What is he? 85% or whatever the hell it is. You know what? Let me look up. You, you fill space. While you I'm know what? You know, fill space. I'll fill space. Yeah. The, uh, um, I, I remember in Detroit, Remember, he, I, I think he hit a 58-yarder, and then just before halftime, they got him lined up to hit like a 63, and he had the leg. He just missed it left. He just missed it left. Like this kid, he came right out of Boston College, and I remember his very first kick. It was it was uh, cold and windy in, uh, in uh, Green Bay, and he goes walking out in front of 75,000 cheering Green Bay Packer fans, and he kicks like a 45-yarder into the wind. No problem. And that was it. I knew from that moment on, we got a kicker. Because we had just gotten rid of, remember, Ryan Longwell. And Longwell yeah. was, he was fairly automatic. I mean, I, I think he was probably up there, like maybe 88% or something. He was he was really, you know, he was good. Are you ready for this? Okay. This, this is how good he is, dude. Okay. I'm just going to talk about his field goal percentage per year, and I'm going to work my way back. Okay. So 2020, what do you think his percentage was? 97. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 2019, 91.7. And we'll work our way back 81%. His bad year was 78.9, 86, 85, 81, 89. And then in 2012, which is the year that my wife said, get rid of that fucking bum. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. that's which we is 63%. But then it was 85, 78, 75, 79, 80. So eight out of 10 kicks, he's going to fuck. And, he made and, and remember, too, because of his leg, there was a lot of times where McCarthy had him out there kicking 55 and 58s. Yes, exactly. You know? So that's what I'm saying. Inside 50, you knew it was automatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his, his average, his longest, his average, in, holy shit, 2020, you want to know what his average was? What? 57. So they 57 were 57 yards long. Yep. It's right here. Field goals made 16 out of 16. So apparently we didn't kick a lot of fucking field goals last year is what, what happened, dude. So his average was 57 year before 24, 37, 19, 30. So last year he only attempted 16 fucking field goals. Wow. There wow. it is. We wow. were scoring touchdowns. So 
a lot of that is – there it is. I mean, Mason Crosby, but special teams. So what is uh, – Maurice Pouncey, right, is the name of the – the coach, the special teams coach. Am I being an idiot? I oh, don't no, know. Maurice Drayton. Maurice Drayton. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Here we. Oh, dude, he's been around since 2018, so he's still the same dude. So they didn't change special teams anything from 2018 to now, which is interesting with where we are. So I've always had an issue with special teams with the Packers. We can't seem to tackle. Are you yawning? Oh, we can't seem to. It was the edible, right? Too many edibles and they edibles. make you want to go to bed. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, we can't uh, seem to tackle anybody on special teams. They always seem to find a seam right in the middle. I mean, Mason Crosby is usually booting this thing through the end zone. And the occasional one that gets caught up in the wind and that gets on the one yard line, for some reason, they're able to take it to the 40-45. Like what is it called? Gap integrity. Yeah. I mean, JK, JK isn't punting anything. I mean, poor, I I don't know what happened to this guy. I don't know if he's lost focus, if he's lost confidence, if he's doing something different, if he's not having his Wheaties, I don't know what it is. He used to be such a weapon and now he is not the weapon. I, he does not seem to have the leg anymore. It's not that dude. What happens is within a game, He's inconsistent. It's not, he's not consistently kicking the way he should. You don't want to kick it. He's trying to kick the shit out of the ball constantly as opposed to placing the ball, worrying about those components of it because he's not bad. He's not good. When he's good and he's spot on, it's like game changer, dude. Right. And I think he's a little bit like MVS, maybe is the way the comparison that I would have where when he has these games, he has his games where it's just like field tilting, punting, but he also has these games where he has a drop. He has this, he has that. And it's not great. Maybe that's, that's the perception that I have of him. He's, he's good, but he's not consistent. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, man. All right. This has been Packers without borders. Remember to be good to each other. Life is about God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. Until next time, que Dios nos bendiga, nos vemos. Wait a minute. It's over? That's it? What? Oh, what a gym.